This is Trek FM. Hailing frequencies open, this is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Monday, May 19th, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and we have two stories for you today. IDW takes you to Deep Space Nine Abramsverse style, and TNG Season 6 Stillbook lands in Germany. First up, fans of Q will be interested in what IDW has in store for us starting in July, or maybe not, depending on how you feel about the Abramsverse. IDW is taking us to Deep Space Nine, yes, the space station commanded by Benjamin Sisko, but doing it with an Abramsverse twist. Now, this was something that came up earlier this year, maybe a couple of months ago. Word came out that the Star Trek ongoing comic series, which tells the story... uh, When they first started, they were telling original series stories with just a little bit of a change to put a twist of the new Kirk, the new Spock, the new Enterprise that we saw in Star Trek 2009. Then they moved into more original stories. Then they gave us Countdown to Darkness, After Darkness, and since then, they have been embarking upon the long-awaited five-year mission. Well, Star Trek Ongoing number 35 starts a six-part series titled The Q Gambit. And yes, this does mean that Q is going to the Abramsverse. Now, the cover of issue number 35 has a picture of Q holding New Kirk, New Spock, New Bones, and New Uhura in his hands. Okay, well, I see where they're going there a little bit. But issue number 36 reveals something that was teased in the synopsis for the first one. What it said in one of the early blurbs about issue number five was that the mischievous Q sends James T. Kirk on a quest that will witness the Enterprise joining forces with familiar faces from Trek lore, beginning with the crew of a very familiar space station. Well, naturally, this got my co-host Matthew and me speculating on our books and comics show Literary Treks. What does this mean? Does it mean what it sounds like? A very familiar space station? Q, who we normally see in the 24th century? We're going to go to Deep Space Nine? Unless it's, you know, the the regular space station. And Carol Marcus is going to be there. But no, of course it's not going to be that. Well, Yesterday, the cover art for number 36 was revealed, and sure enough, right there on the cover, along with new Spock and new Kirk, is Benjamin Sisko. Now, it's hard to tell from this cover if it's new Ben or not. Maybe it's just our regular Ben. Maybe they're crossing over into our universe, our prime timeline. Who knows? Uh, The wormhole is there in the background, Also, the station is there, although the way the artwork is done is kind of funny. It appears to be wrapped around Cisco's neck like the individual immunity necklace from Survivor. So, I don't know, maybe no one can hurt Cisco because he has immunity. We'll find out when this issue drops. Now, issue number 36 comes out in August, and issue number 35 comes out in July. So we still have a little while to wait to find out where any of this is going. 
to tell you a little bit more about the series itself and what they're doing here, it says, At first, curiosity. A beloved Trek character from the original timeline makes a cameo appearance at the beginning of the story, issue number 35, and tries to convince Q to leave the new timeline alone. But Q can't resist a new sandbox to play in and cool new toys to play with. Toys like Kirk, Spock, and the rest of the Enterprise crew. Ultimately, we'll learn that there is something unique to the new timeline that affects Q directly, although he would rather the humans not know what it is. So it sounds like... sounds like Picard to me, a beloved Trek character from the original timeline, who is trying to convince Q to leave the new timeline alone. Unless it's Guinan. Could be Guinan. Maybe she's doing her Guinan foo. Is that what you call those hand gestures that she does to Q to get him to leave her alone in 10 forward? I don't know. But it sounds like we're going to have some TNG cast in this comic from the prime timeline before we jump over into the alternate timeline of J.J. Abrams. Now, moving on here, writer Mike Johnson, who oversees the Star Trek ongoing comics, says Q is intrigued by Kirk's refusal to accept no-win scenarios. It drives him a little crazy, actually. Spock is more of a puzzle for Q, given that he is only half-human. For Kirk and Spock, Q presents a challenge on an order of magnitude beyond what they've encountered in their still young careers. Nero and Khan were dangerous, but neither had control over space and time the way Q does. Hmm. Would you want to see this as the next Star Trek movie? There's a question for you. What do you think? Q in the Abramsverse for Star Trek 2016. I don't think it's going to happen. They wouldn't be doing it in comics right now if if they had that planned coming down the pike. But I don't know. It could be interesting. Although really, you know, if Q wants to find out about Kirk and Spock, he doesn't need to go to the alternate timeline. He can just jump back a hundred years, which of course for him is nothing, because he can go pretty much anywhere he wants. And he can mess around with our own Kirk and Spock from the prime timeline all he wants. In fact, this has been done before in an old comic that featured Trelane and Q, and uh, they were playing a chess game together. And as a challenge to raise the stakes, they decided to mess around with their respective crews from the, the series in which they appeared. Now, you may know that Trelane has been sort of retconned over the years to be a Q. It's been speculated, and Greg Cox did this in his books as well, that Trelane actually was a Q. And, and of course, he wasn't called that because in TOS, no one had thought of it yet. Well, anyway, there's this comic called An Infinite Jest. And what they did is they flipped Picard and Kirk. So they put Kirk in command of the 1701 in the TOS era. And they put Kirk in command of the 1701D. And then it played out from there. It was kind of interesting. So so that that's sort of been done before where, where Q does get to kind of mess around with Kirk a little bit. 
But if you want to find out where this comet goes, keep your eyes open. We will cover it as soon as we can, as soon as we get our hands on it. And again, issue number 35 drops in July. Issue number 36, which is the one with Deep Space Nine, drops in August. And let us know what you think. Would love to know what you think about the idea of an Abramsverse take on Deep Space Nine, whether it's in comics or whether just imagine it were on television. We actually did this on our DS9 show recently, The Orb. That's the name of our DS9 show. In episode 57, which we titled Keiko Fell Into a Lens Flare, is us speculating on what an Abrams, a J.J. Abrams Deep Space Nine might look like. It was an interesting discussion, some unexpected twists as well. I think you might be surprised at um, the conclusion we came to. So check that out. Uh, You'll find that actually here. If you're listening to this through the Trek FM Complete Master Feed, you'll actually find that episode if you just scroll back a little bit. And if not, uh, look up the orb and you'll find it right there in the feed. Okay, we have one more story for you today, and this is about TNG Season 6. And this is something that will make you want to move to Germany, I think, if you're a fan of The Next Generation, or at least learn to read German so you can shop at Amazon.de. The German release of TNG Season 6 on Blu-ray will be available in a special Steelbook edition. Now, this is something that, as far as I know, is not particularly common in the U.S., at least I don't think they've done it with the Star Trek releases. I actually got a still book here in Japan of Star Trek Into Darkness. When that came out, I picked up the still book edition. It's it's a really, really nice case. It's, it's just great if you like to collect things. And it came with a, a miniaturized, which was kind of weird, a miniaturized version of the Countdown to Darkness comics. That was a little bit hard to read. Luckily, I already had those on my iPad. The German edition of TNG Season 6 comes with a more interesting perk, I think, and that's a pin, a metal pin that you would put on your shirt, jacket, or bag. And they're doing one pin per season. So there are seven different pins you can collect. There is the TNG era Starfleet badge, the Starfleet logo pin, Starfleet Academy pin, Romulan pin, Klingon pin, and those are both the the emblems of the logos of those enemies. The Borg insignia pin. I've always wondered why the Borg need a logo, but, you know, thanks to Descent, we got one. And also the United Federation of Planets emblem. So these are the seven that you can collect. And it seems from the photo on the website that season six will come with the Starfleet Academy pin. So um, I think the order that they are actually listed on this um, paper insert that I saw that that explains it all, they have them lined up, seems to be a different order than the release, perhaps. But but it's a pretty cool idea. And the thing about the Blu-rays, and I can't tell you 100% because I don't have any German Blu-rays. Typically, though, with Blu-rays, they're region-free. I know our... Blu-ray players here in Japan will play Blu-rays from anywhere. And in fact, the the box on the Blu-ray player itself actually has an A for all. And I I do know people who order their Blu-rays from the UK and uh, play them in their players in the US. So if you check this out, 
and you're interested in it, you could actually pick it up without flying to Germany. And it's going for 70 euros. So um, it's a, a little bit more pricey than the current sale price of season six on Amazon US, which is 74.79 as of today as I'm recording this. But but if you like to collect stuff, I will tell you as someone who has a still book, it, they're really nice. You really should go check it out. And also interestingly, there is a website. If you want to see these pins, you can go to startrek.de slash TNG, startrek.de slash TNG. And that's the website that the when you get the still book, it has a paper inside with a code. And that's how you actually request that the pin be sent to you. And if you go to this website, you'll see where you can put in the code, but you can also see all the pins. Now, the German Stillbook drops on July 3rd. The TNG Season 6 set in the U.S., which is, of course, not a stillbook, but is just the regular paper insert and plastic Blu-ray case, drops on June 24th. So um, if you do get one by any chance, uh, I know we do have listeners in Germany. And if you do pick this up, let us know what you think about it. I would love to hear how it looks in person. It's always hard to tell in photos how these steel books look because of the way that the the finish goes onto the metal, which is one of the things that makes them so cool, and you can't really capture it in photos. So um, go check it out anyway if you'd like to see what it looks like. We'll put a link in the show notes to this uh, page on Amazon.de. But as I said, you can also go to StarTrek.de slash TNG and see things there as well. All right, I have a network update for you. It's Monday, which means the original series and Standard Orbit. In this week's episode, Mike and Drew bring you a commentary for the classic episode Arena, which featured the Gorn and also inspired one of the more aggressive songs by the band Five Year Mission. Five Year Mission is, is a, they're good friends of the network. I love the band. Um, Mike Rittenhouse wrote Arena for uh, year two, and it's hilarious. Um, I, I won't sing the lyrics here, but uh, go pick it up, definitely. Uh, go pick up Five Year Mission's albums, all three of them that they have out so far, and, and you'll love Arena. But, but Mike and Drew here on Standard Orbit, they're going to be taking you through Arena. They're going to be talking about visiting Vasquez Rocks, the aspect ratio of the Enterprise view screen, which sounds like something Mike probably came up with because he's really, really into cinema and all these details. Also, uh, they'll be talking about trench warfare versus meeting the enemy face-to-face and a myriad of other subjects. And don't worry, you don't have to be watching the episode to enjoy the talk. It is a commentary. You can watch it along with the episode but you can also listen to it just as a normal podcast and enjoy it that way. So watch for this episode in your feeds if you subscribe to the individual feed for Standard Orbit or to the Trek FM Complete Master Feed. You can also catch it through your favorite podcast source, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Swell, BlackBerry, or more. We're pretty much everywhere. And you can also stream or grab the RSS link from our website and drop that into your favorite podcatcher. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming the show from our website, you can have it delivered directly to the device of your choice by subscribing to the Hyperchannel show feed or to the Trek FM Complete Master Feed, which contains every episode of every show we do, all 16 of them, and some special audio content as well that you can only get there. 
We'd love to chat with you about these stories as well. And as I mentioned, I'd love to hear what you think about the Abramsverse DS9 comic. If you pick up the TNG Steelbook, let us know. Find us on social media. We're on Twitter under username TrekFM, on Facebook at facebook.com slash TrekFM. On Google+, Plus, you'll find our community, the TrekFM community. Just search for that. And we have traditional forums on our website at trek.fm slash forums. Well, thanks again so much for listening today. I'm Christopher Jones, and I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories for you. Until then, go watch some Trek. <laughs>